0: Your noise cancellation is really good. <laughs> There's nothing.
1: Damn <Time> it. <laughs> it! Okay, it's fine. Can you can eat. In five, four, three... Hello. What the fuck? Hello, everyone,
0: and welcome back to the On Cloud 9 podcast, where in this episode, Mark and I actually film a podcast. It took us long enough, but we did it. Um. So, essentially... Uh, Redline tech week was brutal and then scheduling just wasn't working out. But we're back now better than ever. And I got sick. Mark oh yeah, Mark did get sick. Not COVID though. So it wasn't COVID. Don't worry. Yes. Just just regular regular sickness.
1: Just but, regular pre-COVID sickness.
0: Yes. Um, but we're back now. And what have
1: you been up to, Mark? Besides being Well sick. have you noticed anything different about, you know, my video? No, absolutely nothing. Nothing? Nothing at all? Nope. No clue. Not even the slight change of tonal quality of my video.
0: Are you in a different room?
1: No. Um, <laughs> so what have you been up to this week, Justin? Um, I got
0: back to work for once. Volunteer work. Um, besides that, I've been working on projects for the company.
1: I feel like we might need to edit out how disgusted I looked when you said volunteer work, but like it's okay.
0: It's fine. I'm just an EMT. No big deal. Not just out there saving I'm people's just lives. Just an early. EMT. Sorry. Is that a song?
1: No, it was Simple Sponge. That's okay.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> nice. Um, I think it's funny that uh, EMT just sounds like a sandwich. <laughs> I, yeah, I I'd I like need... to
1: order an EMT, please.
0: <laughs> what kind of cold cut starts with E? Bologna. Nope, that's a B. <laughs> um,
1: egg salad. Eggs. E. Eggs, mayo, and tomato. That actually doesn't sound bad. Yeah, no, it does sound bad. Egg on the eggs. The egg sounds hard. bad. The egg sounds yeah. bad. The other two. Tomatoes. We can replace the egg with like something like tuna, delicious. Tuna, tuna mayo. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Tuna yeah. salad. Tuna salad is literally just tuna and mayo. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and celery. Can't forget the celery bits. Sweet corn. Sweet corn goes well with tuna mayo. Really. Very well. I don't Like know. surprisingly well.
0: My um grandma used to make like like tuna salad, except instead of like shredded tuna, it was like. A shredded chicken that was really good, too. Oh, that's not good. Well, for I'm people
1: like pulled pork like, oh well pulled, pulled pork is just phenomenal pulled pork is its own thing it's, it's like, like its one
0: thing. of the best things you could possibly have like Whoever
1: came up with the idea of shredding up a pig is incredible
0: <laughs> i don't think that's the idea they had but that is in fact right <laughs> it's What pulled pork is you're not wrong Anyways, we have a great episode for you today. We're having um, one of our choreographers, Ari, on the podcast um, shortly, which can be really exciting. And then we have a couple announcements for you at the end. Yes, yeah, we do.
1: So, uh, are we ready to bring Ari in? Yeah. So, here's that part. Wait, hi, Ari, is that you? Welcome in, coming in. Oh, I didn't see that. It's so old. I know. So today we have Ariel Triunfo. Hey, Ariel.
2: Hey. How are you? I'm good. Uh, for me, it's 11 in the morning, so Ooh. good way to start off my day.
1: 11 in the morning. 11 in the morning isn't that early, but I don't remember the last time I was up. At 11 in the morning. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's and that's about being British on an um, Eastern Standard
0: Time sleep schedule. <laughs> Um, so
1: go ahead mark all you oh, take oh, it oh, away okay um so um we just to talk about sort of how sort of you got involved in just generally like theater and that kind of stuff yeah um, sure yeah so like what is it that sort of like so sort of how long have you been doing it and kind of what got you into it
2: yeah I have an I guess I have an interesting story I mean everyone has an interesting story when it comes to theater but for me I didn't start theater until I got to college um which was about five years ago, if I can tell time, um, but I originally started as a classical ballet dancer and I've been doing dance my entire life um, since I was four or five years old. I trained pretty much every year since that age. Um, and so I, I did a lot of performing in classical ballets. Um, I also studied other styles like you know, modern lyrical jazz, tap, um, hip hop, kind of everything you can think of. Uh, And then I was dancing with a professional ballet company for a few years. And then um, that was during I took a break between high school and deciding if I wanted to go to college. And then I came to the decision that I did want to go, um, but I, I had always kind of had theater was always like on the side for me. Like I had never studied it, but it was something that was kind of interesting to me but I never really delved into it. Um, But then I realized that I could put my skills to use in musical theater um, if I got training in singing and acting in addition to my dancing experience. So I went, I auditioned for a program in Santa Fe, uh, Santa Fe University of Art and Design. And I got in and I did a year of school there and then I transferred to Columbia College, Chicago, and finished up uh, the musical theater program there. And now I'm living and working in Chicago.
0: That's really, well. Isn't that where um, Anna went to school? Yes. Mistaken?
2: Yes. Funny um, story. We actually never run, ran into each other there. Yeah. Were there at the same time? Uh, yeah.
0: That's... That's wow. why, And you never ran into each other. <laughs> um for reference, uh, we're referencing um Anna Gold, our artistic director of the company. Just for everyone listening. That's really cool. That's that's mm-hmm. weird
1: that like you guys went to the same place, didn't run into each other, and then ended up in a comment. That's similar to how similarly with Anna, Dev and Anna. Yeah, like, right, same place, same and then same didn't time, meet, yeah. And then what is it with everyone meeting Anna randomly and not realizing Yes. It?
2: funny story know. about dev as well we were just in the same um virtual fundraiser uh and didn't realize
0: <laughs> awesome. like like recently
2: yeah
0: that's really cool that's funny
1: when you just didn't, um, didn't didn't realize it was happening.
0: yeah yeah we didn't realize we were both in it so how did you go from like working in like professional obviously there was a pandemic so you probably much of dancing or work how'd you go from doing all that to AVPM?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well I, I guess tiktok is always the bridge um so i didn't have tiktok until like march 2020 you know um needed needed something to stay creative uh because i i kind of got like like everyone i got pulled out of stuff right in the middle of everything um i was in the middle of a show run and um, you know, had things lined up and everything, and obviously everything came to a standstill. Um, so I found myself wanting to do something fun, and I I wasn't really like a YouTuber or anything like that. Um, I guess in the past I had like enjoyed making little videos back before the internet was big, um, but I decided to make a TikTok. Um, started off with cosplay because because I've I've always loved that I've gone to you know comic cons and stuff like that Um, and I I saw that it could be done in an interesting way on TikTok as well and I was (laughs) inspired by you know all the amazing creators I was seeing yourself included Justin Um, so I yeah I started doing that and um, eventually, I found myself on the side of TikTok that combined like theater people and cosplayers, um, and found my way through to the crew uh, that put on ABPM.
0: What a wild time yeah, It AB Still PM. feels like a fever dream. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not convinced it happened. I haven't watched the video, so I still don't believe it
1: happened. <laughs> it has <is laughs> almost been a year, though. It been years since the video. It hasn't happened. speaking, what exactly? You watch the video. It hasn't
0: tree falls into forest no one hears it Mm -hmm. did it fall there you
1: go exactly
0: (laughs) yeah it's been so long and it's so crazy to think about like obviously did actually happen have to admit that (laughs) um um but like yeah it's almost been a year now Mm -hmm. it's weird i know our marketing director sent us things like hey it's almost been a year we should probably start you know and i was like it's been a year (laughs) i I was shocked i i was just blown away and then from avpm you got into uh choreographing for our company as well right
2: yes yes so So, i know you're
0: working on lightning thief is that your first project
2: uh choreography wise oh yeah choreography um it's, it's not my first choreography project. Um, I mean, it's my first project with Club Theatrics as a choreographer, but I actually got into choreography back when I was dancing professionally. Um, I, I started with the ballet company that I was working with. Um, there were some opportunities to pitch ideas um, for, for the dancers to choreograph on each other. Um, and my ideas were accepted each time that I pitched. And so I was able to choreograph on my peers um, for the first time, which was cool and a bit intimidating because I was one of the youngest in the company at the time. Um, But everyone was great to work with. um, And it was really cool to start exploring that side of the creative process. Um, And then over the past few years, uh, I've continued to choreograph and dance and then also started choreographing in musical theater once I got to Chicago. um, I've done a few musicals around the city um, and I've also assisted with some of the bigger companies here and I have some uh, projects lined up for next year hopefully um, to assist in choreograph and choreograph for some theaters in the city.
1: That's awesome. Yeah that's awesome. Thanks. Like finally being able to sort of like do something like you know outside of just sort of like pandemic and like the stuff that you sort of it was like mm-hmm. in person again yes yeah. just like we're finally coming out of it finally coming out of this horrible oh. life, yes horrible which life. also feels weird yeah seeing,
0: seeing all the dates coming out for when sh- broadway shows are coming back is just like make me so happy and it's, yeah uh, it's such a good feeling such a good feeling mm-hmm. also- so what have you found like the difference between choreographing in person and choreographing, you know, like Lightning Thief, which is completely virtual?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, the probably the, the main difference, which I think everyone can attest to is that it's different not having everyone's energy in the same room. Like that's something that you can feel whether you're in the rehearsal room or you're performing and relating to the audience um or even just in a room with people, um, there's that element missing. Um, another big thing is of course technology. Um, it's always tricky to um, you know, not everyone's connection is at the same speed. Um people have tech issues. Um sometimes it's hard to explain something when you can't really show people like in person. Um, But what I have found helpful, which I think I'm gonna carry through to when I continue to choreograph in person is uh, having reference videos. Um, I think it's super helpful to have that on hand, both for dancers and for myself, Um, just so we can go back and look at, okay, this is what we did. Even if it evolves from that, we have this as a base to go back to. yeah, I'd say the biggest challenge is just technology. Um, but uh, um, there's always positives to each, each kind of thing. Um, and I mean, with virtual productions, you get to work with so many people from anywhere. <laughs> um, so that's a big plus for me. Um, but of course, I love the in-person element and actually creating in a room together. That's great too.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great to be back.
0: hmm how so
1: you, okay. I was just gonna say how like how have you enjoyed like actually the um the general choreographing experience for Lightning Thief? Like like has it been like what's the process actually been like in regards to like choreographing the songs and trying to figure out a way to do it? Yeah. Honestly.
2: Yeah, it's been great. Um probably the most helpful thing that was like the first reference point was the shot list um, because that way I already have something to look at, um, knowing what the director is looking for, knowing what the editing team is looking for, and having an idea already of, um, kind of where everyone's going to be at each point in the song. Um, and then from there, I, I kind of just listen to the song over and over, um, so that I have it in my head. Um, and then from there, I, I reference the shot list to know, like, who's at what point I communicate a lot with the director to figure out like which parts will be choreographed and which parts will be more directed. Um, And from there, I just, you know, think about the story, think about the music and figure out what movements will best serve the story and the actors.
0: So, Obviously, something like Lightning Thief is, because it's Percy Jackson, it's not always like um, uh, like dancing or like mm-hmm. real, real dancing. It's a lot of like almost like battle choreography. I don't know if there's a word for it or not, but like how is how does it differ choreographing something like Lightning Thief compared to like something that's not Lightning Thief? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, I do.
2: I do. Okay. Um, uh... I mean, it's interesting because I I have had the pleasure of doing a variety of kinds of shows. Um, so it's, it's not my first time working on something that's not like heavily dancey-dancey. Um, but at the same time, I would have to say that it's like my first chance to really work on something that is kind of like battle-focused, like you said. Um, and I guess what I always pull from is making sure that I'm pulling from the story and telling the story. Um, because even in, even in pieces where it is more dance heavy, um, I'm always most interested in, in telling the story, um, and using whatever movements best serve that, uh, doesn't always mean that we're going to be kicking our faces or doing five pirouettes. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes it is, which is great, but, um, a lot of the times it isn't. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun to work on this story because I am a huge Percy Jackson fan. Uh, I got to see the lightning thief when it came through Chicago. Um, and it's like, it's a story that's dear to my heart. Um, and being able to pull from the story and from everyone's excitement and from my knowledge and experience, is just, that's what I love about choreographing is being able to put all that together.
1: Awesome. That's really awesome.
0: So how have you, like, adapted? Obviously, you talked about dance for Lightning Thief. But how have you, as a dancer, adapted to, like, the pandemic and dancing and everything?
2: Hmm. That's a trickier question. Um, I, I've i done a few, like, virtual projects myself where I've danced for, for other people's projects. Um, but also I I think I've taken a lot of uh, like a big step back physically um not in the sense that I'm behind uh but in the sense that I'm I'm not dancing every day I'm not training every day like I used to um and it's hard in a lot of ways because I'm not used to it physically I mean maybe now at this point um and also mentally there's always that feeling of like Oh, when when everything gets back, I'm going to be so like behind and out of shape. Um, but I've just been doing a lot of like figuring myself out in other ways and staying active in, in the ways that I can. Um, so I just have to remind myself to be kind to myself when I do get back to class and training, um, as I can. Uh, but I would say that I definitely haven't been like, dancing every day it's it's kind of hard to keep up the same level like in your bedroom um some people do it which is great for them but for me i i'm not able to do it in that sense
0: yeah and that makes sense it's hard it's mm-hmm. this the, the last year has been so hard so now that it seems like when the stuff is slowly going back it's it's gonna be nice mm-hmm. nice
1: um, moving, moving slightly away from dance. Um, I know mm-hmm. that you were also, um, part of the writing team for the red line. Is that right? Yes. Can you tell yeah. us like, what that experience was like and how that has been also now that you've seen sort of like, and I get, seen an idea of like how it's looking like it's going to be when we release it.
2: Um, yeah, it was, it was really great because writing is another thing that I've always been passionate about. Um, and, Kind of like theater in the past, it was something that um, I didn't get as much chance to explore because I was so focused on other things, specifically dance. Um, and I have done a little bit of professional writing work. Um, I've had some, some plays read. Um, I've written stuff for productions. Um, and being able to be on the writing team for The Red Line was great because um, being kind of on the editing side, um, was more of a new experience for me. Um, and it was really great to be able to just be there with the story the whole time and, and work with the writer and the other team members to, to make sure that it was the best possible version of itself. Um, I I love playing with words. I love figuring out stories. And I mean, there wasn't like major overhauls that needed to be done but I loved being like a sounding board for the writer um, so that we could figure out what was going to be the best um, and it, it really came to something amazing I feel
1: like I feel like In that fact, would really exciting. It. It'd be really exciting when we eventually um, when it comes out and you know you can watch it and kind of see someone face it and be like oh that was that was my idea um, <laughs> you know what I mean um, yeah it'd be really cool
0: I also um, because w- as um, some people may know, I am the director of writing. So when, why'd you roll your eyes at that? I was saying that for the audience purposes, Mark. Okay. Jeez. Um, no, so I got to see when Jules was applying for the writing team, she submitted her red line script is like her, um, like, God, words are not coming to me today. Application. Yeah, application, her (laughs) sample writing, there it is, sample. Um, So I basically have gotten to read The Red Line through each of its stages and just the development from where it was, which was amazing to begin with, but like to where it ended up was just so incredible. And I'm very happy I got to be part of it. Like, uh, just felt really good. Mm -hmm. You guys did a great job.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it, it's always easy to do a great job when you have something great to work with and great people to work with.
1: Yeah, and that's gonna be that's gonna be. We're definitely gonna hear more about that, especially next uh, next podcast episode when we bring Jules in to also talk about yeah. Uh, and more. Be have Jules
0: the next time, and I believe the show comes out on June sixth. And um, editor's
1: note: This is wrong. It comes out June fifth.
0: Really
2: what? excited. So soon.
1: That is is very soon, it's like Um, a couple weeks from now. I don't even remember. It feels like just (laughs) yesterday when, like, you know, Jules brought it to the team, and now the actual (laughs) show is nearly finished. Mark, AVPM feels like it was
0: yesterday. (laughs) Like, this whole year has (laughs) been been weird so (laughs) fast. It's been so fast. (laughs) What what a a mess of a show! (laughs) Iconic, though. Yes, iconic, mess, but iconic. So all right. do you have any questions for us before we send you on your way?
2: Um, yeah, I'm curious, um, like, have you guys done podcasting before? Uh, or is this your first kind of foray into it? Um,
1: before before this episodes. podcast. Yeah, we've done this podcast and that's all.
2: Oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> you seem so, like you've been doing it for so long.
1: Um,
0: I've. I sort of joked about it back around the time the first cabaret was coming out. And I remember Mm -hmm. like, I was like pushing it on and I was like, Hey, let me do a podcast. Let me do a podcast. And then Mark was like, you should let me be your co-host. And I was like, yeah. And then eventually (laughs) when it came time for like rebrand and everything, I was like, um, this is how we do it. And then essentially
1: Justin just kind of joked the podcast into, into existence.
0: Quite literally. That's the way
1: to go. (laughs) And now it's here and they can't take it away from us.
2: That's amazing.
1: Never. Yeah, but I don't have um, any more questions unless you do, Mark. No, on that note, is there anything that you as an individual would like to plug? you um, kind of like to give a little space for, you can plug your own stuff, you can plug stuff that you know you want to get out there, anything.
2: Um, I mean, I feel like so many things are just so up in the air right now. <laughs> um, so I'm hesitant to plug anything that's like too far in the future, but, yeah. um, but definitely Lightning Thief is going to be amazing um everyone should check it out as you get a chance um the process has been great the people are great um and i again i really enjoy the story so it's it's really great to work on such an amazing show with amazing people
0: oh yeah awesome thank you so much for joining us today and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk soon for sure thank you for having me bye
1: bye you know mark every time i talk to a dancer it makes me wish that i could dance I've kind of just come to the point where it's never going to happen, so I've just stopped wishing. <clears throat> um, I can do the renegade. No, I, every time I dance, I kind of I look like a turkey having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> it doesn't really work as well as you know I I hope.
0: So. Well <laughs> there was. For the listeners, this is my dancing ability. One time Mark and I were on a call and I joking jokingly went to do the chicken dance and I forgot. I just couldn't do it. I never at the chicken dance. You, you I, I don't know. I thought I'd know what it is. It's like, I I know it now because I did look it up after that because I was very, very upset. It's mm-hmm. the hands. You go, na 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 then do the wings. na 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 Then, then the you shake your tush. (laughs) I really hope the audio listeners enjoyed that one.
1: I yeah, they really. I'm sure they really enjoyed you half heartedly singing the chicken dance.
0: I wonder if that's an actual name of a song. If it's just called the chicken, I'm gonna Google it really quick. Stand by, podcast listeners, while I Google chicken dance song. Chicken dance temp? What do you mean? It's called bird dance, actually.
1: The bird dance. Wow. That's lazy. <laughs> well, it's no more creative than the chicken dance. Yeah, but a chicken is a more specific kind of bird. That's true. Chickens the are the birds. a peregrine right? falcon dance. That's a lot of words. Bird. <laughs> Too long. Didn't read. The LDR, um dance like a chicken. That's why they call it the bird dance. Ah, ha, ha. yeah,
0: makes sense. Makes sense. Anyways, um, as we said, with Ari was here. Um, the red line will be releasing. Releasing.
1: I just can't speak anymore, can I? You never could. Um, the red line will be coming out on June the sixth. Um, fifth, you idiot! What? <laughs> it's the fifth. The fifth. You said the sixth. It's, well,
0: it's the fifth and did i actually yeah hang on let me check the message that i got literally not even 15 20 30 minutes ago yeah.
1: oh it wasn't even in that message um <laughs> oh my god hang on i'll look it up well, we take a break for five minutes and we both forget how to do our jobs
0: it's not the i don't think anyone's told
1: us wait it's in my calendar I know this the episode, the episode with Jules is coming out on the fifth. But, but no, the fifth
0: is the Saturday. It's the show oh. comes out on June 5th. However, I, I know where the sixth came from. Um, <laughs> tickets are actually going to be releasing today, the day this episode comes out, which is Friday the <laughs> 21st. Um, and they will be coming out at 5 p.m. EST for six dollars. So get your tickets because the show is going to be good.
1: It's going to be, when we say good, it's going to be very good.
0: Very good, like phenomenal.
1: We can't hype it up enough.
0: Mark, do we want to redo that bit to try and get the information out
1: better? Or just let it go? We'll let it go. We can, we can, we can, we'll make sure it's on screen. It's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Just to repeat that
0: one more time in case, uh, our sentences weren't coherent before. Your sentences. Um. The red line comes out on June fifth. That's a Saturday. And then tickets go on sale today, Friday, May twenty-first at five p.m. EST for six dollars.
1: This is twenty twenty-one, by the way, guys.
0: No, really. Since when? You won't be listening in a year's time. Yeah, if they're listening to old episodes of a podcast, I don't think they're going to be thinking they could go buy tickets on Friday.
1: They're listening to old episodes of our podcast. Anything could happen. We're just going to
0: go back and edit our own videos to put cryptic messages into them?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: That's cool. It'll be cool. So.
1: Redline. I'm in it. I'm not. You consulted. I consulted. Which I which essentially uh TLD alpha as a team consultant is I did a minimalistic job but I managed to earn myself a credit. Uh, <laughs> well anyways. I put a lot of work into it.
0: You just... The production team put a lot of work into it. The rest of the acting team put a lot of work into it.
1: So it's gonna be a phenomenal show. The writers
0: fun? put a lot of work into it.
1: They did. As we learned from Ari. The writers put a lot of work into it. And next week you are going to hear not next week in next episode you guys are going to hear all about that from the chief writer herself the big cheese Miss JW herself Julia Witten it's going to be incredible
0: yes that will be coming out on the 4th the day before the red line comes out um and I'm super excited I'm really excited anyways there's another car don't know if you can hear it. No, Ooh. I can it That's a rumbly it's one.
1: Last. That's a rumbly that's one. Like, that's like that's not my stomach. <laughs> I'm, I'm really hungry. I'm I, go I get hate it when EMT. cars sound
0: <laughs> I hate it when cars sound like just like, you know, really deep farts. I don't like it.
1: Story? No, like like when they rumble, you know. I don't oh, think wow. I know what you're have... saying. The bar for this episode has been set so low. <laughs> so low. <laughs> it's practically underground. The bar for this Mark, stuff. just
0: do an outro. Just do an outro. Thank it's you guys so much
1: for being a part of this episode. Please tune in next time to hear all about the uh, official writing of Redline from the official writer of Redline herself, Julia Witten. And please do not hesitate to Uh, visit our website at www.cloudtheatrics.com. that is www.cloudtheatrics.com. and also if you want to if you're currently listening and you want to see our beautiful faces then consider subscribing to our patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash i have been mark
0: i have been justin we will see you can dance our way out of here
2: On Cloud9, a Cloud Theatrics podcast is produced in affiliation with Cloud Theatrics. However, not all of the views or values expressed within this podcast necessarily reflect the views or values of our company. This podcast stars Mark James and Justin Coquetta. It is edited by Mark James and Justin Coquetta and produced by Emily Foster. Thank you for listening. See you next time.